0: Hey Phil.
1: Hey Senda.
0: You want to keep talking about um, co gming Yeah, this is isn't this the same bit as last week?
1: I mean, yeah, but like I copied last week's notes to start making this week's notes. Uh-huh. Uh, just uh-huh. cue music. And welcome to Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil. See what I did there?
0: And I'm your other co-host, Zenda. The funny part about that is that you're really proud of yourself, but you did it last week too.
1: (laughs) I I wanted to make it sound fresh. I'm going to do an announcement real quick. Okay. Hey, listener, you must like podcasts because you're listening to one right now. What about audiobooks? Do you like audiobooks? I bet you do. Did you know that you can get Never Unprepared, the complete Game Master's Guide to Session Prep, written by me at audible.com? Well, you can! So, if you like audiobooks, and I think you do, and if you like jamming advice, I'm pretty sure you do if you're listening to this show. Go check it out. Check out the link in the show notes. Audible.com. Never Unprepared. Audiobook.
0: So for tonight's topic, we're going to continue our discussion about co-GMing. And specifically, we are talking about concurrent co-GMing where two GMs are running one single session simultaneously or like, you know, back and forth. Mm -hmm. Right. Good. So last episode, we started our negotiation about how we're going to tackle this, but we didn't quite get all the way through it. So, Phil, what are the things that we are negotiating?
1: Yep. So by way of recap, um, in order to make our code jamming work, uh, we were going to look at power dynamic workload, handoff and what games we might do this with. So last episode, uh, we dove into power dynamic. So talking about how the relationship, the GMing relationship between the two of us would work because we have two people co-jamming, are we going to be equals? Do we want a lead support structure? That kind of thing. So we had a lot of good talks about that and we came to the following conclusions that outside of the game. So when we're uh, prepping the game or we're talking about if we're running this Multiple times if we're talking about it between sessions, that kind of thing, we are uh, two equals, right? Just doing our doing our thing, discussing what's going on, and making suggestions and doing design and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to say that right now we're talking about this concurrent gming in the um, in the space of convention one shots because yes. I think that's where we think right now. Well, one, walk before you run, right? Like, why dive into a campaign until we can make sure that we can actually do this for a one-shot? Right. (laughs) Um, But two, I think we both said last week that we think it will work better if we are in the same space. And since 90% of the time we're in the same space when we are at conventions, um, that this would be a good way um, to do that. Okay, so outside of the game, we are – outside of the actual play of the game, we are equals, and we are both contributing equally equally. And if we get stuck, and you know, there's no tiebreaker, right? If we get stuck, uh, we'll work it out.
0: Yeah, we'll just figure it out because we have all the time in the world to just, you know, yeah, to come back
1: around on it. Yeah, yep, that kind of yep, thing. Yeah, yep. uh, which is pretty much how we design games, right? Like, yes, that's, so it's also so very that's
0: comfortable a- because that, that that is how we design games, <laughs> right? It,
1: it, yeah, we design games. We make podcasts. Like, we're very comfortable in that space, which is, I think, why we didn't really um, spend too much time on it. Right. Okay, during the game. We decided we would go with a lead support dynamic um, where I would be the lead, which would be like the I'd be like the lead GM kind of taking the game and getting it started and moving it along. And you would be the support GM who would kind of fill in things. And we're going to talk about this as we get into workload, right? Like, what are the things? Yep. (laughs) Um, But really what really what our lead support structure dynamic crystallized for us was that if at any point in the game we reach an impasse. Yes. That I will just make a decision.
0: Yes. You are the tiebreaker.
1: Right. So if, it, yeah. So if like, if I want to pick this choice and you want to pick that choice and we're suddenly stuck, like, you know, neither one of us is like, eh, your choice, you know, whatever. Then like, I'll just pick one. Yes. Um, whether I pick my original choice, your choice or some other choice, right? Like it does it like, I'll just be the one who gets us unstuck. Yes. And I think that's really important, right? When we're talking about co-jamming, again, when we talk about jamming, right, we we never want dead air. And we certainly don't want dead air because the two of us are trying to make a decision about something.
0: Right. And the thing is, usually when you're running a game by yourself, you're still trying to avoid dead air. But when you're trying to make a decision about something, you're running it through your head really fast because you're just thinking about it really quickly. And co-jamming, you have to run it through your head really fast and then you also have to speak aloud words to your co-GM because they don't know what's in your head, right? Yeah. None of us are mind readers and that is actually what makes this, I think, very tricky. Yep. So you have to be able to communicate very quickly and then come very quickly to a decision and that is why we wanted to implement the lead support structure so that there was a, um, a quick way that we've already pre-negotiated and agreed upon to like basically break ties without having dead air, right?
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree. Cool. All right. So that was power dynamic. Yeah. That leaves uh, workload, handoff and games. And um, since we're recording this and most of this is unscripted with us just talking about it, I don't know if we'll get to all three of these in one episode. We yep. might. We Maybe. might not. Our listeners will know by the time they get to the end of this episode whether or not
0: there's <laughs> whether a or not we one. did.
1: At this point, we don't know. So don't know. Um, the mystery so we're going to talk about workload handoff and games. We're going to talk about them as long, as much as we need to talk about them, which is why I'm hinting that there may or may not be a third episode. So we may yeah. go through this quickly or not. Okay, cool. Let's talk about let's talk about workload because I can think. So I can think of a number of things. First of all, there's like narration, right? Well, well
0: can I back us up a step?
1: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Do
0: you want to talk about workload? In the game, or do you want to talk about workload outside of the game?
1: Uh, We need to actually do
0: both. Right. So we might start with outside the game because I actually think that one's going to be a little bit more cut and dried for us.
1: Sure. All right. Let's do that one really quick. Yeah. Um, So outside of the game. So workload outside the game is primarily session prep.
0: Yeah. So some of that is like idea generation, and we're going to do that together.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So that's fine. And then some of that is like... Creation of outlines, notes, etc. Yep, yeah, that's probably going to be
1: um, <laughs> that's why I was like.
0: We can do the outside stuff. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> and I think
1: we talked a little bit about this last week as well, right? So we
0: did. Um, yeah. So for
1: sure, uh, for sure, I'm going to probably be the one who's going to write our session notes because that's a thing I do normally anyway, and it's a thing you don't normally do when you run no, games. No,
0: I really don't write a lot of notes when I run right. games. So, and I, um, I don't yeah, run a, do I don't
1: write a ton of notes, but I write notes. Yeah. So yeah, so they'll they'll be that and then the other part, which I think is something we can split, will probably just be um prepping either prepping character sheets or printing stuff out or stuff like that right like yeah getting, all of
0: that that stuff is easy to We'll divide sh- and conquer split, on that yeah. yeah yep yep and if okay. we want to do pregens, et etc, blah blah blah
1: yep, absolutely yeah um and either one of us can register the game um, right. I mean, I'm, I may do it just because it'll be, a, like, if I'm going to be the lead GM, then maybe it's under my name. But I don't, you know, most gaming systems don't account for two GMs.
0: Yeah, they do not. That's two so facts. People so people are going to wind
1: up signing up for this game and wind up getting a surprise.
0: Yeah. Well, we can put it in the description.
1: Yes, we can. Co-GM starring
0: Yeah. I know. Send like Madonna. <laughs> yes. Cool. All right. <laughs> there so, is only one. So out
1: of the game, piece of cake.
0: Easy peasy. Um, Good. All right. I just game, thought we should touch so, on it quickly.
1: Yep. In game. All right. So in game, we have a lot of things going on. I guess the first one, probably the most obvious. No, you know what? I'll, we'll do it. At, I want to talk about a couple of them. I'm just thinking, I want to think through linearly. So yeah. like starting to run a game, like sitting down to a table full of people obviously we introduce ourselves. The next part is I imagine that uh, a good workload, a good workload break during the introduction of the game yep. would be that if I did the basic introduction of the game, like this is the setting, this is the situation, right? Like these are the mm-hmm. um these are the important mechanics of the game and maybe you did the safety part?
0: Yep. I'd be cool I I mean
1: are you comfortable with that? Yeah. What's okay. interesting
0: about talking about this is like for the parts of this that we like know how we're gonna split up some of that workload stuff, we might almost have like an outline thing in front of us.
1: <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> have you never seen have you never seen my con notes? I my have convention seen, notes I for hydra
0: hackers. I have actually run games from your con notes, so right. I feel like this ask is just already in your wheelhouse
1: yeah so for people who haven't seen my con <laughs> notes, my session notes when I run stuff at home is just like a bulleted outline in one in OneNote, which is fine. I, and I love OneNote for that when i run when I write sessions for conventions, I put a few extra pages in my OneNote uh, tab, and I have like for hydro hackers, I have a really standard way to introduce the game because I use the same page. Um, And it's bulleted, like it's all bulleted, but what it does is it makes sure that I cover all the things I need to cover. So it, you know, it, it talks about like the water authority and whatever. And then like we make characters and then it talks about any special rules we need to cover and then like safety and whatever. So yes, the answer is, uh, one, we will have notes.
0: <laughs>
1: we will have notes about how, like, how we're going to intro the game, and we'll collaborate on that. Right? We'll talk yeah. about what things do I, what things do I need to make sure I get in the notes and like that. But when it comes to the speaky parts, mm-hmm. and this is actually a thing I think we can rely on, and this will get a little into handoff too, which I'm okay if these blend a little.
0: Yeah, they inevitably will.
1: We can for the introduction in case the introduction's like kind of long. Yeah is we can do color coding like we do with our show notes.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: and, and hand that back and forth.
0: Yeah, and, and some of how we manage that is going to be based on our game choice.
1: Yeah, some of it will be game choice and some of it will just be like when I write up the situation, like I kind of know now, like when I look at a um, bulleted list, like I kind of know because this is, you know, our show notes are bulleted lists, right? So if yes. I start looking at the bulleted list and I'm like, that's ah, a lot of bullets, then I'll just start color coding it.
0: Yeah, um, I know what and, color my color is. Yeah,
1: exactly right. So um, we're gonna
0: run games like podcasts.
1: Well, I mean, listen, this is a thing we're actually really good at—is handing it, off conversation back and forth to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So
1: introduction, <laughs> introduction will be—I'll uh, start it, yes. but it could hand off back and forth. Yep. And you're okay being um, like safety zone. Safety.
0: Czar. Yes.
1: Okay, I, I want to be clear. I want to be clear because it, 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 it's stuck in my head and I don't want it to come off that way. I am also totally fine doing the safety part oh,
0: of, yeah. of the game. In the same way that like, I am also the, totally fine doing the intro part, but for the sake of us just agreeing on this and arranging, I'm...
1: Right, and the, and the fact that what we, and one of the things we do want in the game, we don't want you sitting there and me just talking. Yes, Right. We agree. want it to go. We want it to go back, back and, and forth. forth so yeah. we do want to actually hand chunks off. But I don't want people to think like, well, you're the girl, so you do the safety part. Like I do the safety part in all my games. like, right. it's
0: <laughs> like and, and in terms of actual safety monitoring, that is something that we share equally oh yeah, in the game.
1: That's we share it. The player share shares
0: it. it. I mean, yes. it's a thing that we're all on board with together. But to be yep. to be very clear about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So to be very clear, as I'm writing up the intro and color coding things, like I will I will do the primary discussion of the of the setting situation. You will do the primary discussion of safety, and then you'll be the other voice in the introduction. I will be the other, other voice, voice in the, in the, safety. the safety. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So that we keep it. It'll. It. That is exactly how our show notes work.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. Um,
1: if yep. l- long time listeners, if you pay attention carefully, and Senda does her part. <laughs> Of the like campaign part, the examples Filled are often examples. done by me, yeah, and then it switches. That's very on purpose, right? Except that's sometimes, very purposeful.
0: Sometimes we ignore the colors and just march on through anyway. Get
1: excited, we get excited, <laughs> just blow like we start blowing through colors. We're right. like,
0: oh, that's red, that's all whoops,
1: <laughs> yeah, whoops, oh, just keep going, like whatever, yeah. Um, cool. so that happens a lot, okay, cool, all right, so that gets us through the introduction. Um, and I'm car-
0: So here's the interesting thing to me. That part of running a game is much easier for us to talk about splitting up because it is the kind of thing that we can plan out in advance. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) From here, it gets interesting, doesn't it?
1: A little bit more. Um, We have character gen. That's true. Character gen, I think, is easily a shared, can easily be a shared thing where we could kind of uh, just, you know, color code like I'll get, you know, like I'll get everybody through stats and skills you'll get everybody through whatever or if it's pre-gens we'll take you know we'll each we'll hand off back and forth introducing the pre-gen characters or whatever like you know if it's ditch lilies then you know it's like okay this is you know this is lily and then you're like this is ashley um but if we're making characters at the table then maybe it's you know more like okay i'll do the top part of the character sheet you'll do you know attributes whatever
0: yeah Yep, agree. Okay. Or maybe it's like the two things we left blank.
1: Yeah, 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 and the exactly. Pre-gens. Yeah, Yeah, and if it's that, maybe one person introduces the pre-gens and then somebody does the bit for customizing. Yeah. Again, these are all things like 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 you yeah, just said. Depends on the game. Yeah, but these are also things that are very known quantities. Like we'll yes. know this before we'll we get to the game. We'll know it
0: going in, yes.
1: Okay. So next up. Next up, primary narration. Right? Lead narration. This, this is where it's,
0: say. yeah, I would say lead narration. This is where it's going to get more interesting because we aren't going to know once you actually start talking how that's going to.
1: And this has everything to do with our handoff. So yes. I think the thing that we can say workload wise is that we are planning to share narration. Yes. I think, and this is, I think what we talked a little bit about last week, part of my job will be to move the story forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I will move us into switching scenes, closing out scenes, changing camera, like, you know, like spotlight from one player to another. Yeah. But in terms of description or embellishing each other's description, like, I assume you'll be right there.
0: I would hope so. Otherwise, I'd be real bored.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I think. (laughs) I think this is really like this is the cr- like this is the crux of.
0: Um, I think this is not only the crux of what we have to figure out. I think this is also the crux of what makes co GMing difficult, yes. right? And and it is it is both the workload in terms of the workload at the table for narration and stuff. It is also the handoff, and the handoff is key. And yep. I'm finding like it's a little bit tricky. I think that it's going to be to some extent. To some extent, I think it's going to function a lot like how we pass conversation back and forth on the podcast, but it also takes some practice because both of us are very accustomed to at the table. If I am speaking, then I continue speaking until a player does something, right?
1: Yeah. So I think that. So I think handoff wise, there are going to be a couple of obvious places where we can hand off. So one is uh, NPCs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very easy to be like I'm like describing stuff, and then you could um, take the NPC in the scene. Yeah. Right. So that's easy, or vice versa. You're describing, and I here's what here's a cool way. I want to. Um, I'm gonna pause for a second and say this clearer. Yeah. Thinking about the Ditch Lilies game that we ran at Metatopia. Yeah. The scene in big mugs,, yes. the coffee shop. Yes. with the Bradista.
0: Yes, the Bradista. Right?
1: So I think that, I think that when we are um, when we come up on an NPC, and some of, this, some of this will be spontaneous, because sometimes NPCs will get created spontaneously, and sometimes it won't be, because sometimes NPCs will be part of um, Prep. part of a game. Yeah, I think when an NPC comes into play. That is a handoff point where, what, where we should decide who's going to play that NPC, and I want to talk a little bit more about handoffs, which I think is going to wind up being next week, because there's going to need to be some ways to signal each other. Yeah. But what I'm imagining is like, for instance, the Bradista was very easy for me to play <laughs> because he was like, you know, very much a dude. Yeah. Right. A nineties dude. And I was a nineties dude. dude. Yeah. Right. So like, I would kind of want to signal you like when that, when that NPC came up to be like, like,
0: that one's me. I I got that one.
1: Right. But then like the, like the waitress at the, like the waitress, the librarian, like, I don't know. I don't want, I want to be very clear. I don't want us to split NPCs along gender lines.
0: Yeah, um,
1: like that's not a thing. Like, I don't want, I don't want cases where it's like, well, that's a girl NPC, so that's your NPC, right? Like,
0: I would be tempted to say that uh, the default might be that if an NPC is introduced that is being created. Uh, let me back up a step. So if we have NPCs that we have Mm pre-planned, like as part of our prep, I think those we can just assign, like which one of us plays them whenever they come up. Right? That's again, that's part of that pre-planning where it's easy because it's known quantities. I think that if NPCs come up in the game, um, I'm I'm tempted to say that unless we specifically signal that we want to keep it, that it automatically would then go to the other person.
1: Who's not narrating? Yeah, I am very okay with that. Um, because I'm,
0: it, it then leaves you free to continue narrating with the other yes. person doing the voicing, basically.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. I think that's it. All right. So I think you. I think you hit it on the head. Right. So let me. Um, let me see if I heard you correctly. Yeah. And I'm going to use some examples. Yeah. So for instance, um, we once played a game of the Warren. Yeah. And one of the. Um, characters that was it one of the npcs that was established in the warren was um the cats yeah right and that is definitely a um that is definitely one where i am think i was better suited to play out the cat than you were
0: i agree yeah. By
1: personality, right? Yeah. Just by personality, like the cat is very much in my wheelhouse. Right. Um, and in fact, you actually helped me because when I was prepping that game, I know, I you know. actually helped me develop that NPC. And then,
0: and then I got hit with it. and I was like, yes. oh, God, I remember this.
1: <laughs> right. So I think that you're absolutely right. So that when we're prepping a game, we can simply just put a name next to the NPC and be like, that's yeah. your NPC. This is my um, NPC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, yes, I think that whoever is pri- whoever is the narrator... And this is going to get to um, along the lines of what I think next week we're going to talk about, which is going to be somehow passing the stick. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think that whoever the, whoever's the narrator, you're right. The support person, the 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 not narrator, is the NPCs. Yes. Regardless of gender or whatever else, because I very much, I was starting to do the digitally examples and I'm, as I'm naming all the other NPCs, I'm like, wait, 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 these are all women NPCs. I'm like, no, 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 not that <laughs> like, like explicitly not that um, yeah. we don't like that's like, uh, no. Okay, good. Yes. I agree completely at any one time during the game. One of us is narrating the game. The other one is not, and the one who's not will Takes be NPCs.
0: Yeah, will
1: take the NPCs unless, um, unless of course one they're um, already assigned,
0: predetermined. Yep, or
1: we leave the option open that um, the person who is narrating is like, wait, wait, no, like, I totally have I, this.
0: I, let me take this one. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, that'll be the exception. The, the yes. assumption is that the secondary um, narrator at that particular point would just jump in and take that NPC.
1: Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I really like that. And I think that's what's going to really bring, um, as we get good at this, I think that's what's really going to make the, the, these games special is the idea that like, I'm just like, I'm framing and narrating the scene because I've got the narration position and Like I introduce an NPC and boom, like you just jump, like you spring right in with dialogue. Like I don't even have to do the segue thing where I switch from um, narration to dialogue. Like you just whoosh, you're right in there with dialogue. And then I'm just kind of... Um, watching the scene or watching the table and then, you know, starting to be like, I just turn to both of you and be like, cool. How is this? Like, how does this go? What is What happens next? Kind of.
0: Right. Thing. Or you can continue to push narrative things on like, yes. you know, there's a sound in the background of a siren. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know, whatever it is. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, and I think that's where, when we talk about what people are going to remember from these games, yeah. it'll be this. It'll be the it'll be the way that we switch narrator, and it'll be the way that we bring in NPCs.
0: And I think that it's especially powerful because it makes such a clean break between the narration and the actual dialogue. Yeah, right? it
1: changes voice, right? Yeah, it, it changes it, changes it, voice,
0: <laughs> which
1: which is good because um, we know like changing voice is attention um, will it generates attention.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's grabbing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so now let's talk about uh, let's talk about rules.
0: Sure. <laughs> so
1: you already know where I'm going with this and I already know where we're going with this. Um, rules, I think it's rules. I think it's safe to say. <laughs> right. I think it's safe to say that that I will be responsible for knowing all the rules to the game.
0: Yeah, you should be the rules dude.
1: Yeah. I'm by no means a rules lawyer, but I am a person who likes to play games as they are written because uh, that's I because that's the that's my thing right I like I to play mean, games as written because I, mean, I like to try um, I like to play them as the designer intended
0: I do my best
1: <laughs> I've seen your games you do not play games with the rules as written it is okay like you're not doing wrong bad fun
0: no but we try but, we try and then eventually <laughs> we right we do allow our fun to take us further away from the rules, right?
1: Right. So I think that I think that, and we had this happen once during Ditchilies. In fact, it's the moment where we thought that co GMing might be a good idea. Right. <laughs> was I went to look up something in the rules, and rather than being dead air, you went from taking playtest notes to starting to narrate the game.
0: Well, I took I took over the bradista. Right.
1: <laughs> right. And I went and looked up something.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we kept the dead air away. Now, for a game that we know better, hopefully there won't be as much. But like sometimes like in a Power by the Apocalypse game, like sometimes there's that moment where you're trying to think like, hmm, which one of these things do I pick? Or which move do I take on a six minus? Mm-hmm. And um, it'll be helpful to have somebody.
0: Keeping things moving and.
1: Keeping things yep. moving. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so rules will be me. Yep, that's fine. rules is you. That,
0: that's part of the reason that you end up being the lead when the game is actually going on because a lot of tiebreaker stuff, I think that we would actually run into would probably be rules related.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when, you know, I mean, primary GM will, you know, call for roles and stuff like that. Um, when we get to handoff, we're going to talk about how to inter- interrupt each other because yeah. there are going to be times where one of us is going to be like, I think that might need to be a role or I think that mean not needs not to be a role.
0: Let me actually back you up for a second. Because yep. um, if I am in the position of actually doing narration, I was actually yes. assuming that I would also still call for roles during that narration. Absolutely, right, right, right. Okay, I'm, so we're, I'm we're saying just, we're saying the person who is currently narrating.
1: Yeah, I'm saying that sometimes there may be an exception where yes. you're narrating, and because and um, like, perhaps um, I know the rules better than you, <laughs> I might be like, oh, that's a role.
0: That's a role. You should use. You should engage the mechanic. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay
1: that's all I'm saying is like there's and and there's also a thing where you may want to interrupt me while I and that's again when we get to handoffs there is a thing where that may um, we may want that to happen yeah um which I think is fine right like I think that's a perfectly fine thing all right so we've talked about narration we've talked about rules what's your feels on what's your feels on combat like is combat different from narration or is combat just another form of narration and it's fine we've already addressed it
0: I kind of think combat is mostly another form of narration, but um, I think that it will also fall into the handoff a little bit because sometimes you're like narrating, 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 and then you're like, I'm starting to run out of juicy ways to talk about their sword flashing in the sunlight as they swipe it, so let me just tag you in, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm totally cool with that, right? Like, so, um, So I guess the question is, depending on the game we play, because like Empowered by the Apocalypse games, there's no um, there's no bad guy turn, yeah, right? No. Like Empowered yeah. by the Apocalypse games, the narrator just narrates and, you know, says what's going on. That we can switch back and forth with. We have um, narration, um, you know, we have the ability to switch narrate- narrators. In games where characters might have Hit points and rolls and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's different. I because it is. Would the
1: support person be the 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 opposition?
0: Um, I mean, they could be. That would be interesting. I I, I immediately answered from the perspective of Powered by the Apocalypse, which just tells you the kind of games that I've been running recently. That's
1: also the kind of games (laughs) I've been running, and also, but I have like you know, like I'm playing Forbidden Lands, and not that I think Forbidden Lands is the exact right fit for us, but there we may encounter a game where. NPCs have stats and roles again and then we would have to address in that game and I think this is perfectly fine I think we could have a narrator and pre- and then somebody playing the opposition and it could be the kind like whoever's more comfortable like you might be like oh I'll take over running the table
0: right you and
1: you, you manage
0: do this combatty stuff
1: Right. You you mark hit points, you mm-hmm. make all the you know, like you make the rolls roll damage, decide powers, whatever, or if and I don't think this is a thing that we would wind up doing, but if we were playing something more complex like like a five E or something, it might be like cool, you take the spellcaster I'll handle like I'll handle, I'll handle,
0: handle
1: the well like I'll like you focus on the spellcaster because there's a lot more going on with the spellcaster. I'll handle the you know horde of orcs, yeah, like you know the the four the four groups of orcs or whatever.
0: Yeah, because they're just gonna run attack. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I think we don't have to define that one super well because you and I currently aren't playing games like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, if, we
1: get to pl- if we get to playing games like that, we'll, we'll refine this. Yeah, we'll
0: have to do it in more detail. It's good that we've touched on it, just in case anybody else is interested.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I do think that there's, you know, I, I, think that, I think that, you know, in combat, there are certain efficiencies gained that if one person is working, like, is running the table... Yeah. And the other person is running the opposition.
0: Right. Well, it means that you're not both running the table and everyone else's turns, and then it comes to the bad guy's turn, and then you might be like, yikes, what are they going to do? Let me look up this power, blah, blah, blah. In the same way that a player should be prepping before it gets to them, you then have two people so that one person can be doing that, right?
1: I'm going to ask you one more Powered by the Apocalypse-related question, Yeah, and then we're going to close this section out, and we're going to have an episode three. Okay. In a powered by the apocalypse game where we have like say four players, yeah, um, do we want to have the lead narrator handle the narration for all of the players' combats, or would we want to split that where it's like cool? I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Bob and Chris. You're gonna take, uh, you're gonna take Jerry and Eric.
0: Interesting. And is, th- let me let me okay. caveat
1: that. Would that make a Would that answer make a difference if they were in a completely different location or doing something different?
0: Yes, and that is exactly why I was like, "Hmm, interesting," right? Okay, because if they're separated, then I think that's a time that you take advantage of having two GMs. Perfect, right? And okay. that's easy or even if they're in the same combat, but some people are engaged with this thing and some people are engaged with that thing, or like yes. these guys are trying to figure out the trap while these other people fight the giant statue. Cool, those are easy lines that I see where we can split things, right? Going I like in. that. And then we I have like split that. descriptions and and, and 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 reactions and all of that kind of stuff. If all four people are all engaged in combat with the same um, objective. objective. Then I think it's trickier to split that up, but it might be something like if we feel like it's getting repetitive, or something like split by rounds, or like I don't know. That's where it's a little more amorphous.
1: Yep, I'm okay with that. I'm okay because handoff is going to handoff is going to handle how we deal with spontaneous changing. Yes. Or spontaneous interjections. Yeah. And that is our topic for next week. Da-da-da. So, uh, come back for one more episode. And we'll talk about uh, how we're going to perform handoffs, how we're going to switch back and forth during the game, and also how we're going to interject when we when we want to share something um, that we like think is cool that should go into the game before the narrator gets past it or something. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll talk about cool. a game or two where we think this might be a good idea. And with all of that said, Senda's going to tell us about another show on the Mister Mark Network, and then we're heading right into the closing.
0: It's true. On bone, stone, and obsidian, Wayne and Robert take monthly deep dives into the dark sun setting and discuss it across all the editions of D anD. D. Awesome. No panties, though.
1: (laughs) Man, that bit's never going away.
0: (laughs) The bit that never dies.
1: <laughs> Say, Senda, where do people reach us on the internet?
0: Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums. And you can drop us an email if you prefer panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information?
1: please 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 send us your topics while we're spending most of November talking about how we're going to co-GM when the new year comes we are definitely going to need new topics uh, fresh updated topics Um, so please send us more topics Uh, we love to do shows about the things that you find interesting send us questions uh, send us suggestions we'll find a way to make a show out of pretty much anything And if you like what we do here elsewhere on the misdirected Mark network, you can support our Patreon campaign, go to patreon.com slash MMP patrons get all manner of goodies, um, access to our slack room for life, the bonus outtakes from the show, the after show from misdirected Mark, the occasional giveaway as we like to give away things uh, to our patrons and all that kind of stuff. We also like to do some patron shout outs. Uh, I'm going to do the first shout out. Um,
0: oh, yeah. So this is uh, this
1: is uh, first shout out is to Richard Wyatt, captain of the Royal Airship Ship Fleet, fellow minecrafter whose um, character is only slowly going insane as they dive deeper and deeper into um, the magic mod that we have in the game.
0: No, I'm pretty sure there's bath salts for that.
1: Beth Salt soaps, <laughs> sanity soaps, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's only minor rifts in reality. Correct. Uh, th- the Tabletop Bellhop, Mo. Thank Ding. you so much. And The Closet Gamer. <laughs> Good. This is the show of calling out the other shows, and I love you all. You're all great. Yes,
1: absolutely. You
0: should listen to all of them. Mm-hmm. And
1: talking about listening, if you are listening to us... On an iDevice and wanted to um, make us super happy. Uh, what exactly could you do with Apple Podcast?
0: I was going to say you can blink a lot, really hard. If you blink five times in a row, it gives us five time five stars. No this joke is not going anywhere. You could leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get really does actually help new people find the show, which is super exciting. And then also sometimes we go back and read them, which is also super exciting. The only thing about that is like, it's really hard to track them all down. So if you leave them somewhere that's not the US Apple Podcast store that is easily accessible to us, you should let us know so that we can track them down and see them and uh thank you so very much to everyone who has already left a review we really do appreciate them Mm -hmm. yeah
1: indeed we do
0: say phil um you didn't write a new question for this week (laughs) was that part of the bit
1: (laughs) no it is part of the bit
0: This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, eh, show me what you got, show me what you got, eh, show me what you got, show me what you got, eh, show me what you got, eh, show me what you got, eh.
1: I realized by looking at the video of me in the little box that I am, like, in need of a haircut. Like I'm getting to the part where I don't like my, I don't like my hair, but I'm getting to the part where I don't like the shape of my head, like with my hair. No. Like
0: I mean, it's a little wild right now because you keep doing weird things with it, but like.
1: No, I mean, it's, it's just, fine. I'm like, it's a thing, right? Like I'm, bloop. my hair is um, actually very wavy and curly because when I was younger, my hair was um, in ringlet curls um, Yeah, and was blonde. Right. Like I was, wow. I was a, wow. You went, you went full. I was a plat, I was platinum blonde. In fact, I was, my hair was so blonde when I was like two, I look like I didn't have hair. Right. Yeah. And then I was blonde all the way through um, middle school. And then one summer it went from blonde to Brown. And then it went from like Brown to black. Um.
0: It's really interesting. I keep waiting for my son's hair to do that.
1: I, I was waiting for my kids too. I think Rosie's. I think I thought Rosie's was going to go, but I'm not 100 certain.
0: Right. Like I'm just. Happen. I'm watching him. I'm watching him. But like I'm becoming less and less convinced. Like it's gotten darker. It's not platinum anymore. But like it's sticking.
1: <laughs> um, the other thing is that though, when I um, when I do get my hair cut, then my gray patch on the side becomes like really visible. Uh, I know.
0: It's, it's very, um, it's very distinguished. That's
1: my very, my, my I wanted the Mr. Fantastic sides to go gray, but I just like, I have the rogue streak.
0: You have the rogue streak, which is what I wanted. Give it back. Yes. Um,
1: anyway, <laughs> I just was thinking about it. Cause I'm like, Ooh, the holidays are coming up. Oh, I hate my hair. Like, I'm like, Oh, maybe this weekend or sometime next week, I need to make a quick run and get a haircut. Like just quick, you know, quick cut. My haircut's simple. Bloop.
0: We haven't said anything funny yet, but I think we have to start the show anyway. My
1: hair is funny. That's funny content.
0: <laughs> the way we're talking it's about learning, it, it's
1: learning. It's learning about Phil. Sit down, kids. It's time to learn about <laughs> Phil. Just take that part and put it at the front.
0: At the front, yeah. and it will make non-linear of podcasting. Yeah. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Ready? Gather around kids. It's time to learn about one of your co-hosts. Let's talk about Phil's hair today.
0: <laughs> now we have to sing the hair song.
1: Hair, 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 hair. Phil's getting long hair. Is that the song?
0: I don't know. I yeah. thought you were doing three blind mice, but then you lost me. I don't me. know what I was doing. I was
1: just saying the word hair a bunch of times. Like,
0: <laughs> sure, chop
1: this up into some like nonlinear <laughs> order and make something funny out of it. <laughs>
0: Nope, Oh, going in oh you know, that's
1: perfect. Just add your what? laugh to a couple different parts
0: of it. <laughs> and then it will be funny. Be whether, funny. Whether, whether anything you said was yeah, funny. Yeah, cuz I'll not. just be
1: talking about like I'll just be talking about my hair and then you just start laughing. <laughs> I mean, I'll be like, "Yeah, I think I, I think I don't look right." And you'll be like, "Ha ha ha." ha. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know. <laughs> okay. Did I get the funny in?
0: Yeah, I think you got All the right, funny. Are you ready
1: in. to go do this?
0: Yeah, let's do All the right, thing. Let's do it. Meow. Did you? <laughs> Did you leave it so that I still say hey? Oh yeah. I see. Yeah, but you have to I do see.
1: the meow first. I know.
0: Wow. <laughs> I can't do the meow. I'm laughing at your meow face. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it again doesn't make me laugh less. Do it again. Meow.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna freak everybody out in my house.
0: <laughs> He's just shaking his head looking at me. Bloop. <laughs> Are you going to meow again?
1: Uh, I mean, I just meowed like 12 <laughs> times. You didn't even respond to one of them.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Meow. Meow.
1: Bloop.
0: Do, do, do. Do, do,
1: do. do, 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 do. do, do Bloop.
0: I feel like there should be like some low text spoken extremely fast following that. Like, do not read this book while you are operating a motor vehicle. Do not read a <laughs> like or something. <laughs> oh, you can
1: totally, but you totally a motor get vehicle.
0: No, no, I know, but like, I couldn't think of anything witty to insert.
1: Prepping games is hard.
0: Ouch! <laughs> Ouch. There, there must be, be a better, a better way. way.
1: <laughs> but books are hard to read. <laughs> What about an audio book?
0: If you like GMing, have I got the book for you.
1: This book's got everything. Heat maps, prep, (laughs) reviews. (laughs) Never unprepared.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Show me what you got. Show uh, me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. I didn't uh, sing. Show me what you got. 47ish? Yeah, 47 11
1: Then we are done. Hey folks, Ooh. we're going to get out of here because 47 is a bit on the long side. We give you a little more content and a little less um uh, stuff on the back end Although plenty about my hair in the beginning yeah, But don't worry, hair. Senda's going to edit that up It's going to be hilarious hair,
0: wonderful hair, The funny
1: part wonderful is you're hair. not going to edit it up
0: Lovely hair, And so
1: it'll wonderful be even hair.
0: funnier You're right, I'm totally not going to edit it up I
1: know, you're totally not going to no, do that No, it's funny so that, that all right. think I might <laughs> No, it's funny that I say you are But I totally know you
0: won't <laughs> It's a all lot right. of work
1: Are we ready to get out of here?
0: Yes, 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 good
1: Okay, ready? Goodbye. Say Goodbye Stop. Bye